2: Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo and with me as always...
0: All right, gamers! It's Ben Vanell here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for welcoming me, th- oh, f- welcoming me onto the show, Tommy. I'm going to thank you every week just to show you how much I appreciate it. And may I welcome the third co-host of this show? It's it's Adam me, Knox. A
1: gamer, uh, the gamer that Ben was referring to. I'm a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst word. It's such a yeah. dumb word. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Why is it worse Would than you- other, like, verbs that are turned into, like, hiker doesn't sound bad. A person no. who hikes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, that's great. I wouldn't say I'm a hiker. I mean I go on the odd <laughs> hike, I'm yeah. an enthusiast. I read some magazines here and there, but no, nah, I'm not mm. I'm not one of those hiker guys.
1: Hikers yeah, rise isn't, up
0: Isn't hiking usually I mean isn't that for like young young boys? Don't mostly young boys <laughs> <Yeah>. do hiking <laughs> <laughs> No man Hiker Fucking, fuel Adults do hiking these days It's really mature There's some really interesting story based hikes you can do now Hiking's a huge industry It
2: makes millions and millions of dollars So you know We're actually not in the minority anymore You know It's a very like It's a very powerful force
1: Uh, Um, Okay You're a real hiker Sure (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that I don't think she's a real hiker (laughs)
2: <laughs> She's probably never even been to the Grand Canyon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what are your favorite hikes the Kokoda Trail uh, <laughs> I'm into Name one hike, hikes. I'll wait
0: <laughs> oh, it's good to be on the podcast talking about hikes um, ha- yeah what what's uh, what's on the what's on the the docket today boys? What are we covering off? We got that uh, Nintendo Indies. Prezo
1: was that yesterday? I think it was like late last night, maybe, or fuck knows, man. Yeah, it's Two AM. Mm. Ask 2 a.m. me a.m. anything about the flow of time us. currently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. There
2: is a game that so there's a few games that uh, were that that were released immediately after that presentation. That mm. uh, and a bunch of them look really good. So I'm gonna um, try a few of them for next week. One of which is called A Short Hike, which I believe. Uh, has been out on Steam for a bit A lot of mm. people speak very highly of it But um, looks very charming And uh, yeah, could not think of anything better right now Than sitting in front of the screen Pretending to be on a hike <laughs> Sounds, sounds pretty wonderful to be completely <laughs> yes. honest
1: Finally hikers and gamers can, can join hands together <laughs> um, I,
0: I think I already own it on Steam But I haven't played it yet So uh, I also will be able to talk about a short hike next week
1: yeah, I think a lot oh, of these cool. were ones that have already come out in other places. As is often the case with Switch games in general, they've yeah. either come out on PC first or they came out on the Wii U eighteen years ago. So <laughs> there, I, there was like it wasn't bad, and they seemed like a bunch of good games. Um, but it wasn't, you know, one of those. I don't think it's worth talking about too much. Yeah. I, uh, yeah,
2: I'm going to dip in on uh, a couple of them over the weekend, um, probably on... Now, you know this, Adam. I haven't talked about this on the show yet, and Ben, I don't believe that you know this. Oh. As of maybe, probably like a month ago now, I am a two-switch household.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. The, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, I, I wow. I, I messaged Adam when I was considering it, because we <laughs> talked on the show previously about how Adam uh, bought a, a second, a switch light uh, for his household mm. and uh, I, I basically – I don't know what I was uh, – I guess I kind of – I don't know whether I wanted you to talk me out of it or talk me into it <laughs> uh, and, and then you basically – well, I know because you basically said don't do it <laughs> and then I went that's not what I wanted to hear. I'm, <laughs> that, I'm yeah. clicking the button now. But, so, yeah, I did. I wanted <laughs> you to push me over the edge and you, you were like, look, it's great, etc., etc. You gave me a very – well-considered list of good things about it. And then it's the final message was, but you absolutely should not do it. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a waste and it's completely unnecessary. That's pretty
1: much everything I do on this show and in real life. His list <laughs> extensively everything about it, but then give the most <laughs> negative possible take, <laughs> <laughs> while admitting that you did it and would
0: probably do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I fully committed and completed the entire experience, yeah. and yet, like everything, I hate it.
0: <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so this was. Uh, talk me through it, Tommy. What it's? Uh, what's the reasoning? And m- the main thing I'm interested in. What color did you get?
2: The lead up—it was in the lead up to the uh, to Paper Mario coming out. So mm-hmm. a couple of weeks before that, I talked on the show about this already. But uh, my girlfriend had gotten massively, massively hooked on Animal Crossing. Like r- genuinely, I checked her profile thing the other day. She's logged sixty-five hours on it. Woo! She is, she's right in there. She's right in there. Never played games mm. before. She's got super into Animal Crossing. Uh, I was, like, leaving it with her, the switch with her uh, at her house when I would um, come back here. And, um, yeah, so Paper Mario was coming out and I was just kind of like, ah, oh, you know what, I, I, I actually can't get my fucking hands on this thing. She is so into it. And, you know, as Adam kind of talked about when he got his second one, it was just like, oh, you know what, sometimes, sometimes it feels fun to just make a bullshit purchase that you know you don't need and mm-hmm. is extravagant. And, I was, and so just like it got in my brain. I'd really been coveting the little um, – the pink coral uh, switch light mm-hmm. for a little while and I was just like, you know what? This is all the reasoning I need. My girlfriend can just hang on to my OG one for as long as she wants. I can play Paper Mario on this little this little pink boy. And uh, it turned up – and I love it. it fi- as a – Dedicated handheld, it feels fucking great. I I love how it feels playing stuff on it on the go. I would much rather play stuff in handheld mode on that than on Ooh. the, even though you get like slightly bigger screen on the OG. Mm-hmm. It just all feels a little, it's just a little cleaner, a little nicer. It's very light. It's got nice little clicky buttons. Yeah, mm. I, I I love it.
1: Yeah, you don't miss the stuff like the Rumble and the, the Joy-Cons for motion controls and other things, especially when you have a fucking whole other Switch as another thing. But you're right, <laughs> because it's like, it is a nicer version of a Nintendo handheld. Uh, it, it, you know, for the price of the two of you going to a big fancy restaurant and blowing it out for a night, mm. you mm. can, you know, you can't fucking in eight years install custom firmware on a restaurant. And then play every SNES game <laughs> on that fancy wine that you got with the meal. <laughs> mm,
2: <laughs> that yeah. was
1: my justification. I have,
2: that has been what I've been uh, kind of weird, stupidly enough enjoying the most on it is playing the um, the the online the um, the Super Nintendo and Nintendo games on it. It's great as like a as like a little portable SNES, like yeah. having the like proper D-pad and everything. I've been cruising through Yoshi's Island on it and. Um, yeah, it's great.
1: I can't wait for a few years to pass and to put like retro arch or whatever on that thing and play mm. fucking nothing on it and just to have it sit there and gather dust. <laughs> but to know that I could, <laughs> but it is—it's very good for that. All the more like the games like Pokemon and like Animal Crossing, uh, clubhouse mm. games, those ones that feel a bit more handheldy. Anyway, they're. Yeah. Really enjoyable on that. And then for stuff like, I remember playing a little bit of Kentucky Route Zero on it, but the text was tiny and so not really doing that again. Mm -hmm. You you can still switch. The whole idea of the switch is to switch back to the TV. Have you found, especially with Animal Crossing, because you can't fucking transfer your saves at all, have you found all that sort of stuff annoying and like keeping track of the cloud saves and going like, oh, fuck, did I upload the one from the other one? Am I overriding it now?
2: Uh, not too bad, to be honest. Like, it it does a pretty good job of, like, I when I've switched back and forth between the two of them, I have gone into the Cloud Save thing, but it's all automatically updated. It does do a pretty good job. Like, that was super easy, like, logging in um, to my account, going on the store, just... Redownloading downloading everything that I already have. I got this super big SD card. And then, um, yeah, doing a cloud save backup from the main one, it was all super easy. It keeps them all up to date. Like, mm. I haven't found any issues with that at all. That is the one really annoying thing, like the Animal Crossing thing. Like, they have said that that's coming uh, down the line in a future update that you'll be able to transfer the save across. Because that's kind of the ultimate goal of the light, is that when I can do that with Animal Crossing, I'll probably – I'll just. My girlfriend can just have it. That is, mm. I mean, I do feel, I do feel slightly cucked that she's sitting there with the big one that can mm. go into the TV <laughs> that has the biggest screen, mm-hmm. that's got all my like I've put so many hours into it, and then I'm there in the sure. corner just on this like tiny little pink plastic one. It does
1: mm-hmm. feel, <laughs> it does feel yeah, pretty man. weird. Imagine You've- giving your girlfriend a <laughs> present, you cuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking hell. Well, you've kind of um, you've orchestrated your own Findom situation where you've bought an extra one for you to use and given her your entire library of games. It's like you want you want to be in a submissive position, and that's fine, man. That's fine. Yeah, I'm proud of you for admitting yeah. it. Yeah. So this or is how maybe deep in cheers. I uh, you,
1: you could go either way, like a like a bit of a switch. I believe they call them. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Come
2: on, now we're a socialist,
0: Um, (laughs) sex-positive gaming
1: podcast, (laughs) aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, man, if it helps, I fucking think the word "simp" sucks, and that the implication there is bullshit, and everyone who uses it is a dumbass. There's your socialism. For there's nothing to do with money, anyway. um, (laughs) This does feel, speaking of money, pretty (laughs) pointless to Mm. have spent like at least two episodes now talking about owning two switch. It feels you know like Top Gear used to review like Maseratis. They're like this is a good Maserati. Like who cares man? Fuck off. Go drive sure. through yeah. the jungle or yeah, something yeah, weird. Yeah. Say something racist. <laughs> right, Come on. Right. Give us what we're here for. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, I guess I should ask you after all of that um stuff. Tommy, that all sounds pretty positive and fun. Would you recommend that uh, I buy a second switch?
2: <laughs> well, you know, you and I—you went on a, in on a switch because me and Adam were. You and I both went in on Xboxes because it felt like everyone yep. on the pod yep. should have the exact same set of <laughs> yes, equipment. So yes. I think, yeah, I think you, I think I might have forced your hand on this one. You know what? Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> you know how sometimes rooms in people's houses mm. will have two light switches, like one on either side of the room. Mm, mm. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah. Mm. How? Okay, right. It always seems like it's kind of pointless and like, yeah, it's nice to be able to turn the light on from the other side of the room sometimes, but you don't really need to ever. And it also Mm. gets a bit annoying when you can't remember which switch is set to down and which is up at the moment. You don't know which way you're going to switch it. It's exactly like that. That is the exact same (laughs) thing as owning two regular Switch or Nintendo (laughs) Switches. It's kind of pointless it's a- and it's a little annoying sometimes, but it's slightly convenient and it feels very extravagant and decadent in a fun way.
2: <laughs> the two switch thing seems like an OCD person's nightmare. Like having to like have... Because mm-hmm. I've got... You know, you want them both... De- you know, you don't want the it, it to be like up if the light is actually off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, it- I can imagine a person who is driven completely insane to the point of needing to move out. But um, here's how... So, it's my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow and I got uh, our, uh, a friend of Ben and I who lives in Japan called Lucy mm. to uh, yeah, go to the I Nintendo store her. and get me <laughs> a... Knox's <Yeah.
1: laughs> enemy. <laughs> my nemesis, I got her Lucy. to get me a... Uh,
2: a pair of uh, Animal Crossing uh, loungewear I guess technically pyjamas loungewear mm-hmm. they're called oh. uh, from mm-hmm. the Nintendo store and ship them out to me as a gift so uh, this is this can be a little cliffhanger did my girlfriend like this gift or not tune in next week to find out if I'm <laughs> if Hell I've yeah. been heralded as a great gift giver or if I'm in the fucking doghouse <laughs> for complete Completely misjudging her taste. <laughs> for he a knows. second
1: loungewear I misinterpreted as meaning like lingerie. I guess because of the lounge and the lounge sounding similar. <laughs> so for a second yeah, I right. had like little fucking Timmy and Tommy Nook things covering up her norks. Tim Oh Tom Norks. <laughs> yeah Tom Norks, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, a little uh little underwear with Isabel on the crotch. Yeah, um one
1: of the little, like, mm-hmm. the holes whenever there's a fossil underneath, you put that right down where the puss is. <laughs> 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 I know roughly, right, vaguely where that stuff. is as well. It's, I still yeah, kind of remember. Great shit. Yeah, on the I've southern tip
0: of the island. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Scorpions coming out of it.
0: Uh, in the interest of parity, then, amongst us, um, in terms of the platforms we own, Tommy, I guess you have to drop a good two and a half grand on a PC. I mean that's be yeah. fair, right? That's sucked right. in, motherfucker.
2: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know. You know the only the only the, I genuinely am really keen to, but the problem is, I mean you guys, you know, you know my apartment. I don't know where I would put it. I don't really have anywhere to like, mm. I, I do all my work at my kitchen table. I don't have, like, a desk set up yeah, I guess anywhere could, in my apartment. There's, there's, that there's
0: I no could. way you could possibly move the electronic drum kit, so I guess you are really <laughs>
1: stuck, aren't you?
2: <laughs> You're right. There's not, where am I meant to put it if I put the desk there?
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. I guess you've got to leave your your big multi-stand, multi-shelved stand full of only amiibo. That's got to be there.
2: <laughs> hey. Hey, they've been packed away for a long time. The Amiibo <laughs> disappeared from the... <laughs> once I decided once I decided to start dating again, I was mm. like, the Amiibo have got to go into storage. This is just yeah, doing yeah. me the Venn Di- Di-
1: no I be favours. Back Captain Falcon. <laughs>
0: the Venn diagram of going, getting back in the dating pool and how much you can put up with Carl Chandler making fun of you. Just cross over in the middle and it's right. time to get rid of the Amiibos.
2: <laughs> oh, actually, no, genuinely what it was was... We were going to do – we were doing an episode of The Little Dum Dum Club with Yumi Steins and for – there was a period where it was going to be at my house and I Mm. used to have my amiibo on a shelf near the front door and Mm. I'm like so intimidated by Yumi and the idea of her coming in and that being the first thing she saw – I was like, she is gonna fucking eat me alive. I've <laughs> got to get these things. I've got to get these out of here. I'd
1: assume that she would be more judgmental of your cowardice in that situation than the toys. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just remembered as well. Imagine you mentioned like. You mentioning your other podcast just made me remember that I wanted to mention that uh, coming out right now is a podcast that we're doing where we're pretending that the Edinburgh Fringe is on, and it's been going up daily. I think we're up to day fifteen or something. It's called Twenty Five Days, and uh, I want people to look that up if they uh, feel feel the urge. Yeah, we're like pretending that it's that the Edinburgh Fringe is still happening that the pandemic. Yeah, because you on.
0: it's. It's three comedians uh, Luca Muller, Peter Jones, uh, who's a friend of the show, has been on before, done a live show, I think, of ours. Yeah. And yourself, Mm -hmm. Knox. You guys actually did go a couple of times, and you've, um, due to COVID, you can't go, and you're recreating the experience, or you're kind of uh, crafting a fictional version of it. Um, It's a really fun idea. Again, everyone should check it out anything else we should plug while we're plugging I, I think I'm I'm on Twitch as well as the main filthy one and I've been trying to do it more I'm probably gonna do some twitch streaming of a game we'll be talking about uh, today Knox um, but I'm just Ben vanel 3000 on Twitch um, yeah and oh, and uh, you know get on the patreon now for for weekly episodes but also if you jump on that uh, Bandcamp tier you might have a little treat sitting for you uh,
1: on patreon yeah. And otherwise, you'll get your treat this Monday. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, that twenty-five days podcast, as well. By the way, me, Pete, and Luke do another one called Ooh Spooky." I don't. I forget to fucking plug shit all the time. That's why my bath is always empty. <laughs> but if you want more podcasts, you can you can listen to either of those twenty-five days yeah. and Ooh Spooky. Yeah. And then they've and got the our little names Dumb Dumb club, well. club. And yeah, <laughs> Tommy's <one>.
0: we've <laughs> we've mentioned in passing, but uh, I'm. I know there's a lot of probably non-Australian listeners to Filthy who may not be aware of the Little, little Dum Dum Club. But it's an extremely long-running and successful comedy show that Tommy has been hosting for over ten years. That's that's is that right, Tommy? Ten years in
2: October, I think it is.
1: Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, fuck. right. That's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. the, and uh, take that, everyone. We put the plugs in the middle so you you couldn't easily skip them. You probably yeah. had your hands full. Mm. By now. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What were you about we, to say, Tommy?
2: Should we plug the other thing that we're... We don't have to go into specifics, but should we plug mm. the other thing that we've got coming up?
1: Well, we know yeah. we know when we're doing it and that mm-hmm. we're doing yeah. it. Yes. Uh, we're currently yeah. in the production of the idea that we have and we're fucking COVID and stuff. We want to make sure that it pans out because nothing is normal at the moment. But it's mm. looking fine. But, yeah, we're doing... Um, PAX is having like a crazy global long instead of their real life show streamed out over is it like nine days or something? Mm.
0: It is nine days, yeah, twenty four hours a day for nine days.
1: Yeah. We're on do you have the date there, Ben? Uh, and I think I- I'm gonna have a guess at it. Yeah. And you you look it up while I'm guessing and you tell me yep. if I'm right. Okay. September forty <laughs> third at uh no it's I think it's September twelfth. At ten thirty PM Pacific Time in America, on the channel two. There's packs one, two, and three. Ben shaking his head, oh, confirming you're wrong. Almost what every I believe. Count. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong
2: on. We are doing every packs.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, doing yes. packs.
2: You've got to give him that. You've got yeah. to give him
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, we are doing packs, uh, but <laughs> September fourteenth. <14th. laughs> you're still wrong. It's uh, fucked. <laughs> Wednesday, September 16th at 10:30 p.m. Pacific Time and we're on Channel 3. We're on Pax 3.
1: Okay, I had 10:30 right though. Okay. I was thinking All I right. was thinking Pax 2 because BBC 2 is the comedy channel in the UK. Right. <laughs> I think that's why I had 2. <laughs> that's the cool channel.
2: And ABC is kind of the comedy channel here. It was yeah. uh, well, that uh, was, was always, like always Channel 2 one. on an old uh on mm. Analog TV, but yeah, yeah.
1: We're, um, but yeah. We're doing so, Pax—they've made
2: that. it uh, free this mm. year as well. So, uh, no matter where you are in the world, if that uh, works out for you, um, time zone wise, you can check it out. And uh, yeah, if you've, if you, if you, you know, strapped for cash, can't can't buy that kind of stuff. It's all, yeah, it's all free. It's all happening. So, yeah. we're putting something together that uh, we're pretty excited by. We think it'll be a bit of fun. It'll be a bit different to um, what the pod. Normally, so you won't be tuning in to just watch us do this. So mm. yeah, um, check it out. It'd be great to it'd be great to have a lot of filth uh, uh, watching that, and uh, yeah, very keen to hear what um, what you guys think of it. Yeah. Mm.
1: Once again, that time is one uh, twenty p.m. <laughs> just after lunch <laughs> uh, <laughs> on Channel Six of uh, <laughs> Pax on the 9th of October, September sixteenth, ten thirty p.m. Pax three Pacific time. That's it. That's it, yes Okay
0: um, I, I wanted to touch on I, Actually, I just wanted to mention, I guess I want to play this Manifold Garden game That's come out on Switch It was an Apple Arcade exclusive It's one of those ones that, yeah Has already come out on other stuff That uh, I hadn't got to So maybe if the filth want to jump in on A couple of games for next week Manifold Garden and A Short Hike I reckon we'll definitely be covering Cool. Yeah, those are
2: the two I'm most interested in That manifold thing looks really cool Looks mm. like a kind of Escher painting, puzzler Kind of monumenty valley sort of style of thing
1: Yeah, yeah Do you know what? Uh, speaking of, you know, telling everyone when the PAX thing was And sort of figuring it out ourselves And doing our, doing our sort of work <laughs> that we should have done in private In a very yep. public way And mm. then asking all of our fans to go on over to PAX and watch it To help us out in doing what we want to do Sort of reminds me of a little bit of a news story this week. Did you know okay. that um, uh, the GTA writer has left? No, the did you see all this fucking epic and Apple and Google stuff? Yes, I did. Hashtag free
0: Fortnite, which is Man. a real a real shitty, disingenuous appealing to people's goodwill thing. But yeah, fuck this is yeah. um
1: this is huge. It's so fucking crazy and in a lot of ways it's so gross and in a lot of ways they're right, but also it's fucked and, I don't know, it's all over the place. And to be clear before we go in, I don't fully understand the law. That yes. That is
2: just, <laughs> just something yes. you need
1: to know about me and my hard drives mm. before you ever judge me. But <laughs> So I think the way it happened... And this is me kind of going over the BBC news article, so oh yeah, you'd imagine that would be accurate. Um, let's epic, let's, l- maybe just read 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 it verbatim or read bits of it verbatim, Knox, because I want to
0: compare it to the Epic Games blog post that I have in front of me. So you go right ahead. Great idea! Oh let's hell see, yeah! <laughs>
2: we'll see how it matches up. <laughs> well, so not
1: in the article, but kind of before this, Microsoft yeah. was also having a similar. Public discussion about uh, Apple in particular because uh, their xCloud stuff wasn't allowed on iOS for reasons of security and stuff like that. Apple would say, but they, without directly saying it, Microsoft was pretty clear that, like, no, Apple just wants a cut of uh, store money. Yep. And that's a similar thing to what's going on here. So, this is from BBC uh, Fortnite Maker Epic. Accent? Okay. Oh, everyone! Oh fuck! No, hold on. Well, how would a BBC chaos in the streets of Baghdad? (laughs) There you go. Fortnite maker Epic Games has filed a fresh injunction against Apple in its continuing dispute with the techno. This is just my voice, but annoying. Apple in its continuing dispute with the technology giant over its App Store policy. Apple removed Fortnite from the store after the game offered a discount on its virtual currency for purchases made outside of the app from which Apple receives a 30% cut. So Epic went around the the thing. It's inst- like instead of buying the V-Bucks through the App Store, it incentivized you to buy them elsewhere and then use right. them on an Apple product so that Epic got its uh, money, the 30% being what Apple takes from the transactions made. So they d- right. they gave a 30% discount elsewhere. So Epic was making the same money, but they were just undercutting Apple.
0: Okay, would you like to hear the opening paragraph from the hashtag FreeFortnite blog post? Okay. Apple has blocked Fortnite from the App Store, removing (coughs) everyone's ability to install and update the game on iOS devices while instructing Epic to, quote, remove the Epic direct payment feature, end quote. Apple is keeping prices high so they can collect 30% of your payments and is blocking Fortnite in order to prevent Epic from passing on the savings from direct payments to you. Join the yes. fight against App Store on social media with hashtag #FreeFortnight. That's propaganda, right? That's pure, plain propaganda from a corporation.
1: I don't think there has ever been anybody selling anything less than snake oil that has used the phrase "pass the savings on to you."
0: Yes, <laughs> great point. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is um, it's it's happening a little bit in in the games world. Lately, the sort of positioning of corporations as being pro-consumer, which people seem to be to to be buying, to be 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 lapping up, I I don't like it. (laughs) I think it's dodgy, and I think it's manipulative. Because you know, this is Fortnite. This is a game that is largely played by people from ages like ten to fifteen.
1: So that's it's it's Mm. it's almost extra, uh, it's Mm. extra creepy because you can argue that like you know their in-game policies don't allow children to spend that money and whatever but uh, you know all toys are marketed to children and then also parents at the same time right because but mm. anyway the the thing of uh, apple removing your ability to download it or update it is true they've also given epic a deadline of i think the 28th of august mm. where they have to Uh, fix everything back up to normal by, or they're going to remove, they're going to cancel all of Epic's accounts, which also removes the Unreal engine from all of Apple's things. So all the third party developers who use Unreal, which is tons of them, would Mm. also be fucked over by this. So like Epic is using all of these people as hostages in this fight, basically. Yeah. yeah. And they've got all this weird fucking shit. Like they had some 1984 um thing show up inside of Fortnite, which is like apple's original ad yes and and also 1980 a, a Fortnite,
0: by- which is you know you got to respect that pun that's clever whichever intern marketing intern thought that up yeah but it's again it's it's propaganda like ironically for it being a, a parody of a parody of 1984 it is corporate propaganda
1: yeah Sony takes like a 17% cut or something on the PlayStation Store, what's the difference other than Apple's taking mm. a bigger cut? And I believe the difference is that Epic thought that public opinion ag- against Apple was at a point at the moment where they could potentially win this. Right. That right. is my right. impression yeah. of why they're right. striking now because there is that stuff with Microsoft and xCloud. Um, mm. uh, you know, anti-Apple sentiment is... Um, you know, it's always been there in a similar way to where it is now where the people who don't like Apple really, really don't like it mm. for whatever reason. But it just... They're not... I don't know. It's... I get it, it from a purely business thing. The only reason Epic is doing this is, of course, for th- so that because they think they can make more money. That mm. is the only reason yeah. at the end of the day any company ever does anything, including... Yep any public-facing good things that they do, that is marketing almost all of the time. Every time a company donates to charity, every time a company says, hey, we're giving back X amount of profits, every company does that now and every company does it because they have to. Mm. It, it, there's no altruism in capitalism.
2: But trying to take the moral high ground and and mm. you know being like, yeah, Apple are trying to... They're just fucked they're trying to keep all the money for themselves and it's like yeah, but that's what you're trying to do like mm. you're just you're just shitty that they have the means to be able to do that like mm. they control the store and they can block you out and like yes that's shitty but that's the arrangement that you that you got into
1: and so the the whole thing is them they and they had a lawsuit ready to go. A mm. big long lawsuit, pumped up like they took 65 this move pages knowing, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then they're like, like cocked and ready to ready to fire. There's like 192 page something else that came after something else as well. Again, the law side of this, I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot about. And every wait, other, wait, something aspect else of it is not a legal well.
0: term. I thought that was Latin, <laughs> <laughs> but like
1: <laughs> it's antitrust stuff. Mm-hmm. So anti-monopoly stuff versus yeah. which is good but-
0: monopolies are bad we all agree yep. on that
1: versus epic having agreed willingly to the terms of service that they have knowingly broken mm. so I, I don't know man it's it's pretty crazy and if fucking if i was a developer who licensed unreal and made a game that was doing well on ios i'd be fucking scared about this and pretty f- annoyed
2: yep. yeah yeah yeah
1: Luckily, I'm just a dumbass talking above his station, so I don't have to worry about a damn thing. But, yeah, I, it, it's it's huge and it's interesting and it's weird and it's so petulant or something. There's there's, mm. there's something about the way that this is being done that seems so, uh, I don't know, not immature, that's not the right word, but uh, Unpleasant. It feels petty. I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's the right that's mm. the right
0: term because they're literally sniping back and forth, back and forth at each other on social media. That's it's it feels really juvenile. It feels and weaponizing you know, feels, their their
1: fans. Fortnite,
0: exactly. or Epic is exactly because because they're p- possibly pandering to those fans who are um, who are literally juveniles. Maybe that's why it feels that way.
1: Yeah, they've got the K pop stands on the case. Mm -hmm. If they had that, (laughs) Apple would be fucked. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where this goes and who backs off first. Mm. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, whatever. Either way, these companies will all be fine. And if you can't play Fortnite on iPhone anymore, that doesn't affect us. But... Uh, like <laughs> us personally, but uh, th- having uh, the Unreal Engine removed from that stuff would be fucking crazy. And also, it's not on the Google Store That would moment. be... Man. Mm. Right. Mm.
2: Yeah, that would be a huge loss.
1: Nuts. And Mac development tools as well. So, like, I mean, games on a Mac are uh, far and few between. I mean, the other way around, few and far between. But <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever. It's a big <laughs> world out there. There's more important stuff going on. Speaking of big worlds. (laughs) Yeah, there there is a big world out there. There's a
2: big, wide world out there, isn't there? I know.
1: Imagine if you could explore the whole thing. What a dream that would be.
0: (laughs) Explore explore more than just my apartment over and over again every single day for six
1: months straight. I can't even (laughs) fathom the concept, Adam. (laughs) What if you could explore up to 30 pre-made apartments scattered randomly around your favourite cities? I, I'm I'm literally uh, apartment
0: hunting at the moment, so that's what I was doing before we started this call. And I am loving it.
1: <laughs> You're telling <laughs> me, though, that there's more than just the ones on realestate.com.au? You can find all sorts of apartment buildings out there. You can find ones that the auto-generated Bing map with some mm. AI on top of it <laughs> has decided <laughs> encircle the MCG. <laughs> okay. Have you... Okay. That <laughs> oh, a number of stadiums are just mm. apartment buildings. Edinburgh Castle. If you happen to fly over there in Microsoft mm-hmm. Flight Simulator 2020, you might see that the castle is replaced by an office block in this version <laughs> of the world. But it's yep. still pretty. Is fucking it Saint cool.
0: Saint Patrick's uh, Cathedral, the one on the corner of Swanston Street and and uh, oh, Flinders boy. Street?
1: No idea. St Paul's.
0: It's St Paul's, is isn't it? St Paul's, it? right? Sorry, yeah, I did. It was yeah. a Saint P. Um, that's also it's an. The one opposite block. the pub. Yes, that it is. Pub yeah, It's yeah, yeah. like a little <laughs> quaint
1: little house. Flinders Street Station is not there. We're talking about a uh, yeah. Flight Simulator 2020 came out yesterday, yeah. our time. And uh, you and I, Ben, have both been playing a little bit of it, getting uh dipping our mm. beaks in, getting our toes wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't been able to play it because it hasn't come out for the electronic drum kit yet, so I've got to hold out <laughs> for when it gets ported over to the Alessis and then I'll be able to have a crack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think you've probably had a little more time with it, Nox, but I've played some of the tutorials because um, I was sort of intending to play it as a sim as much as I could, as much as I am able to fathom and get my head around um so like literally doing the you know the like here is every way you can control the camera here is every way that you adjust the fucking rudder and the 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 things the other things that i've already forgotten the name for them (laughs) yeah (laughs) the wings (laughs) i mean the wings um and i'm sort of yeah trying to to get my head around it um in that sense. But you mentioned you just chucked on like auto assist and gone flying around the world. So I've done a bit of that today as well. Um, I'm impressed by it. I was really excited for this game. I was, I had high anticipation as I think you did as well, Knox mm. and it's good. It looks real. I think I need to buy a joystick, but um, it's hard to, to,
1: to make more of a judgment on it at this point. But what do you think of it so far? Um, my, it's, the first the most important thing about it i think is that it's not a game really it's like a mm-hmm. toy mm-hmm. and a simulator but there's no real game built into it there's a few challenges and stuff like that of like mm. take off from this weird airport in this bad weather or whatever land mm-hmm. here to recreate something that happened once but that that really is a little extra dressing around the main thing which is to make up your own Little flights to make your own fun, to set yourself a I wonder if I can get this plane out of a stall or whatever. Mm-hmm. You are it is a tool and a toy a lot more than it is like a, you know, direction filled game. Which is Totally
0: fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we always pretty much talk about games from the perspective of a casual. Like we've got more into games over the past. 5 years or more into talking them and an- talking about them and analyzing them but we we do tend to take that tack. So even when we talk about games that are like Sims or like Life Sims or you know Farming Sims or whatever they are actually games still. Most of the time we're talking about actual games with crafted narratives or or stages to progress through. And yeah, you're right. An objective uh, yeah, yeah, exactly an objective or an or a narrative like whatever it may be there's something driving you through it. But yeah, this is a Sim. And I think maybe I haven't had time to sit down and, and have like the clear space to go, where do I want to fly yet? But I, I like the first thing I did when I sat down to play it today was like, I want to fly to Japan because I was meant to go to Japan a month ago. And mm. going through that process of like taking off from Melbourne and seeing all of that stuff and going over, you know, the suburbs that I recognize and then realizing I'm going to land in that place that I've been to three times and had to spend a total of like $3,000 to get to before is an exciting thing. Like that, that is that is fun. And I guess that along with the people who are really into it for can I fly a plane is going to be the appeal of this game.
1: Yeah. There's, it really does well, the feeling of awe that you get from being in a fucking plane. Mm. Like every time I, I fly or used to back when that was allowed, mm-hmm. it, you know, you get that moment when you're a certain height above the ground where you're like, fucking hell, this is mm. really weird. And the mm-hmm. world is so yeah. big and small at the same time. That sense of- So there's the thing I've been mainly doing at this point <laughs> is um, there's a thing you can do called slew. Slew, you just push Y on the keyboard, and you can zip your plane around in like a fast mode where there's no um, laws of physics. You're zipping around the world really fast, so you can just kind of—it's fucking rad. And so Hmm. you can bring yourself up to something like two hundred and seventy-five thousand feet, I think. So the feeling of like, so I went to Tokyo, (laughs) yeah, and I. Zoomed over to Mount Fuji and went, fucking get a load of that mountain. Big ass motherfucker, (laughs) huh? This is your captain speaking cunts. Fucking hold on to your sick bags there. Get them ready because we're going to go fucking fast as. I'm putting no clip on. And then... If you'd gone there
2: And Mount Fuji Had just been apartment buildings That would have been <laughs>
1: incredible The <laughs> well, entire like, mountain <laughs> And it is like So things like Mount Fuji And like the Sydney Opera House But not the fucking Harbour Bridge For some reason And like mm. uh, Some like, <laughs>
2: You sent us a screenshot of that Yeah And it looks insane It's just so weird like because you're yeah. so because they're a package. You're so used to like totally. every nearly every picture you ever see of the Opera House is that yeah. the bridge is right there. It's like it's, they they're they're side like, by um, side. It's just this like dirty <laughs> shit ass bridge in the background. Of this it's like yeah. it's someone who so
0: photoshopped funny. um who who removed Mario's mustache. It's like it just doesn't look right, right
1: now. It's like they right. built different thing. <laughs> like a, a, a themed casino in Vegas got made of the Opera House, and then there's just some mm-hmm. weird fucking thing behind. It. But anyway. Yeah, yep. it, things like that. There's already one pack on the on the store there where you can um, spend, I think it's like $11 Australian to add some more landmarks and buildings to London because they've got yep. like the shard there, but then there's not the fucking pickle and all those other dumb London buildings. <laughs> and it does look <laughs> weird. When it's a city that you know, like I've spent some time right. flying around Melbourne, the auto-generated mm-hmm. kind of AI buildings and stuff look good when you're just kind of going over and and focusing on flying. But Mm. when you're really taking a look at them, it it falls apart. It is an illusion. And it's like the whole fucking world though. So give it a bit Mm. of credit. You know, they've populated the whole world in a way that I've never seen uh, a game like this do. Those older flight simulators, they never got it looking even close to as close as this looks. So anyway, you can, uh, yeah, I zipped around and then like flew up high, high enough that, the daylight started to disappear and I could see stars pricking out into space and just Mm. went into the top of the atmosphere and then did like a free fall and crashed into some poor idiot. But it was... (laughs)
0: One, one of those,
1: <laughs> yeah, some fella, <laughs> some unlucky fellow was crossing the road at the
0: wrong time. Like, oh
1: wait, There's a jumbo. <laughs> he was
0: one he casualty was- <laughs> from this plane accident. <laughs> he was doing the um,
1: the Austin Powers thing where he was standing on the ground for ages, seeing the plane <laughs> fly uh, sure. towards him, going like ah, yeah. and you know, it took half an hour. But yeah, it- right the the fucking visuals in this game outside of zooming right the fuck into a house and being like, that's not a perfect recreation. Like, of course it's not, but it does <laughs> all right. I'm
2: not in there jacking off. This is bullshit. <laughs> I want my yeah. money back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the lighting, especially the clouds, the water, all of that stuff, the big picture things, the way that the mm. the visuals as a whole come together to the weather that just the way it changes over the time of day, the fact that you can just on the fly change it to snow at midnight or you can change it to a thunderstorm in the middle of the day or whatever you want, it really does, um, uh, it's very immersive and it, it gives that effect of the majesty of the world and the control that you feel you have over it when you're in a plane, which is fucking cool as even if you're zipping around disobeying the laws of physics and things like that but then the more yeah. simulatory aspects of it are cool and it's it's done really well it feels and it sounds like flying a plane i imagine i've never flown a fucking plane but this seems like it and pilots say that it's similar so i believe them i believe all pilots. adam you you you're saying you've never flown a plane surely
0: you can't be serious
1: I am serious, and <laughs> shut the fuck up.
0: But <laughs> I am serious, um, and rest in peace to an absolute king. Yes, <laughs> everyone, pour one out for the great man. I guess uh, all of those things that you mentioned, Knox, in terms of like uh, night day cycles, graphic like the graphics as they relate to weather, and mm. and like sound effects. Like you're right, the sound design's fantastic. It's like one to one almost from flying a plane. They are all there to, because this game is a sim, like they are all there to aid the experience of making it feel like you understand what it's like to fly a plane. So, sure, like my childhood home doesn't need to be rendered perfectly, although it is, weirdly. My house is rendered perfectly. Um, Federation Square looks like dog shit, but yeah, I guess I don't but that doesn't matter right like that's it's it's not about that it's about making you feel like you know what it's like to fly a plane and it does that perfectly so far yeah
1: and it's got the whole fucking world being able to fly over the plains of africa and mm. then go to tokyo when you get bored and then go over to you know the uk and then go to france and then go well, yep. i'm not gonna list everywhere in the world you get it but <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> it's what really places cool places are there Going to fucking yeah. Moorabbin Airport is the weirdest feeling and having to be there and, the you know. Yeah. Southland I looked saw a like thing Southland. In, uh
2: mm. Mm. <laughs> I saw a thing in a review that I watched about a guy talking about how he, one of the planes he was flying in it, he got online and got like a PDF manual for that specific model right. of plane mm. and this wasn't something, like, like not the game manual, like that actual real world model of plane And it worked. Like, it actually helped him to fly the plane, studying the real-life manual for this real-life plane. That's just astounding. You look
1: around the cockpit and you can pull all the little levers and stuff. There's some buttons that don't work that are for, like, you know, the cabin lights and heating and stuff that it doesn't really need to simulate and won't bother doing it. But everything that relates to actually controlling the plane, it all works, it's all flippable, and you can very uh minutely adjust how much assistance you want on different aspects of it so you can have it you know be like flying a plane in gta pretty much at the most assisted level or you can have it be like flying a real plane Mm. uh yeah there's a
0: great interface as well i think i like the design it's very clean and simple and it's also like you mouse up to the top of the screen and there's like camera controls yeah the ai Mm. assistance controls and a whole bunch of other stuff that allows you to sort of like bring up these little windows like it's a desktop almost and control the experience of the sim as you're doing it. You can pause it, you can active pause it. You can, there's a whole bunch of different stuff you can do while you're flying it to, yeah, like the slider of the experience is, but there's like a slider for every single aspect of the experience. It it seems, yeah, yeah incredibly in depth.
1: It's very demanding of a PC. Um, mm. that you will need a pretty good one to get it looking all right. Um, but it seems like it does scale down quite a lot and you can have it look a bit dodgy and run it on an older computer. But to get it looking real nice, which you will, you know, be very tempted to, mm. you've, you've got to have some fucking horses powering their way through that computer of yours. Um, yeah, it has
0: it- uh, one of the worst day one patches or day one upgrades i've ever encountered it it because like you if you have game pass you you're able to preload games but it only preloads the the launcher or the installer launcher um for flight sim and then i copped an, at least 90 gigabytes of uh yeah. of day one downloading which was
1: like a few hours on my internet it the servers were a little fucked on that first day too because so many people were trying to download it so it did take forever but You know, that's video games these days. That's not specifically Mm. a flight simulator or an Xbox app or Game Pass problem. Mm. Um, I will say the monetization of it does seem like it could get crook. Already in the little marketplace in there, there's little tiny add-on packs of like, here's this one plane, here's this one airport, da-da-da, and they could nickel and dime you a lot if you were the type of person who wanted to... Try all of them. In that way, it's a lot like the truck simulators and that sort of stuff, and the train simulators, right? right. Where yeah, you because can spend they're playing with the
2: entire world. Mm. Like mm. <laughs> they can just add on landmarks for two dollars a pop, almost until the end of time. Like they could just stretch that out forever. And that it's, does yeah. seem that did seem weird to me when I read about that because that to me, that was kind of part of the selling point was like you get on and the whole world is here and like. Yes, it doesn't matter that it's not a hundred percent realistic, but if you're gonna set start a precedent of being able to pay little bits here and there to mm. chip away at improving it and making it more realistic, that feels a little I don't know. It's don't know it's a very
1: mm. simulatory thing because for a lot of people they fall closer to a hobby than just like another game that they're playing. So Right. It's right. it's definitely not uncommon and it's not something they've come up with. Um, but yeah, it kind of sucks for someone who's kind of casually playing it, but on the other hand, it is on Game Pass, which is perfect for someone who's casually playing it because, Mm. you know, I jumped in, had a bit of a go of it. I'll play it for another few weeks while it's calming and at some point I'll let it go and go back in four years or something. It's cool. There's no game there. If you think (laughs) the idea of tooling around in a sandbox of the whole world where you just fly a plane is cool, then this is as cool as that gets. Other than that, and there's no like combat planes or anything like that. I guess we should point out it's all yeah, it's all sort yeah, of yeah. passenger yeah. or um civilian planes and jets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you yeah. call them, yeah. But yeah, it's, I want you guys to do a, I
2: want you guys to do a. Oh. I want you guys to do a flight on Twitch in real time. I want to. Yeah. Okay. I want us to. I mean, it would be so boring. That. Stream like a.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I thought when chat. I started we my Melbourne chat. to Tokyo flight. Was like, oh, this is gonna take nine hours.
1: No, well, that's uh, what the slew thing is for. You can you can right. skip ahead in like a planned out flight and all of that sort of stuff. If you're just going over the fucking ocean, then yeah, skip it. <laughs> like I went from Melbourne yeah. to Sydney in like three minutes or something. And that was really cool because the whole time you're looking down and you're like, hey, look, there's Canberra. Fuck you. Fuck everyone outside of Victoria currently, you fuckheads. How dare you? (laughs) Sure. Why are you having such a good time?
2: (laughs) I'm thinking a scenario where we do a real-time flight that's not too long, like a 90-minute flight, Mm -hmm. and we treat it like it's Air Force One. Okay. <laughs> okay. We um, crash crashed the plane immediately. With the United States. End it all. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Solve the problem. Adams. Adam and I. Adams, a terrorist, the who somehow <laughs> smuggled <laughs> on board. <Yeah>.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not bad. We can. Yeah, we can craft a little mini series of uh, airplane-based movies. Yeah.
1: We play out on Twitch. Yeah.
0: I don't mind that. That's not bad. <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> in the uh, as well as being a fucking. Absolute nerd on uh, a PC with mm. that type of game. I've also been playing a game called Factorio, mm. which is... Uh, it's been around for like seven years, six or seven years or something in early access, and it just hit like 1.0 uh, this week. So I'd never played it before this week. It is a game where you uh, basically have to automate the process of producing coal and and all sorts of different resources, building your factory in your little city up and up and up until you can launch a rocket. It's like a civilization or a real-time strategy game, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But the kind of difference here is that you're really having to think about where everything physically is. It almost feels like you're building like a little circuit board, like a little logic kind of gate. Thing. That's what it looks Cookies. like. I'm looking at some screenshots now.
0: It does look like a circuit board.
1: Yeah, because you've got to make sure that the flow of... There's only a few primary resources and you've got to get all of them into different parts of your physical kind of factory or city thing because mm. they will end up having to make different objects that then get combined to make other things and you've got to mix them all up. So you've got to make sure that your conveyor belts can still get through everything. So it takes a lot of sort of quite fun trial and error... Of going, well, I fucked this whole thing because these uh, uh, fucking, what are they? Not wheelbarrows? Why is wheelbarrow? I just said the word. Conveyor Conveyor (laughs) belt. Yeah. Sort of like fast wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows
0: and uh, and upgrade.
1: (laughs) You are just like a little guy and you're you're running around sort of Diablo style where you're in the middle of the screen the whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's got like a little bit of, you know, early on you're mining wood and coal and stuff yourself. That sort of Minecrafty thing, but mm-hmm. the that meat of the game of trying to really plan out how to best um, automate and uh, make efficient your production line is really really satisfying. It okay. feels like it's got this like whole 2D aesthetic that looks and feels like a really good PC game that you missed from like 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little like, was it Dark Reign?
0: That real-time strategy game?
1: Sure. Or like Dungeon Uh, Keeper or there's a few of that sort of vein and like those SimCity-ish sort of things. Mm. Uh, It's definitely that type of thing. And then so you can set it, there's like the main mode is like a free play mode where you're just sort of going and building as best you can. And you can either set that to have like some enemies on there as well, these little alien things that you have to worry about, automating turrets and getting yourself some armor and then you can build a car maybe and go and get them and then later on you're building entire train lines to take all this shit from between your different areas of the map that you're making these enormous gargantuan uh, productions with and, uh, yeah, to eventually finish the game by building a very expensive rocket. It's really cool. And uh, it there's so much in there. It seems like there's a lot of depth to this thing, and a lot of meat to uh, if it's the sort of thing that you could get into for you to really really sink into it. And I'm worried that's what I'm going to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so am I. Because it sounds fantastic, and yeah, it looks really cool. I do like that aesthetic. Yeah, um, I reckon you'd love it. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's some yeah. good tutorial
1: okay. missions that it'll take you through, like a little very little story of your guy crashing and he's looking for some other people and it'll Mm. show you all the different mechanics along the way but not in too handholdy of a way where it's not fun because Mm -hmm. it'll say, hey, build this and it won't really give you much direction other than that after a certain point. So it kind of leaves it up to you to figure out By trial and error, all the mistakes of, like, fuck, I put this building here so there's not enough space for this claw thing to take the minerals off of here so I need to redo this whole thing, but then that fucks the next part of my process so I've built this all wrong. What if next Mm. time I'm doing that thing where when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking of, like, if I just left a space of five blocks there, then I could have a conveyor belt go up the middle and then these things take everything into a box and, like, you're planning out how you could fix the mistakes you made earlier while you're not playing it, which is a very rare thing and a very cool thing for a game like that to do
0: we'll uh, awesome. obviously be releasing later later in uh in the quarter the filthy casuals dlc which uh you actually end up building the infinity games machine that's the final goal where on it you can play <laughs> within the game every game that exists we're gonna get review bombed
1: for that being impossible to finish <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to be ordering uh, weird parts from uh, Russia and stuff that don't turn up It's uh, That's too hard yeah. But yeah, this, this sounds fucking great and it looks awesome uh, I guess I'll probably try and go in on it um, before next episode
1: Yeah, it's crazy Because I remember hearing a bunch of good stuff about it in like 2016 or something mm. But it's been in early access for that long that this is the... So I'm oh, assuming wow. they have a bunch of updates that will come down the line as well. I think the stuff they've added is pretty significant over time. So right. I would imagine this is the sort of thing that keeps evolving as well. So, yeah, really, really uh, enjoying that. I recommend it to anyone who likes uh, basically any sort of strategy game.
2: Mm. Yeah, cool. Sounds sick. Well, uh, we better wrap it up there for another week on... Filthy Casuals uh thanks for joining us guys head to filthycasuals.com.au for links to our Patreon you can support the show and get an extra episode every week uh we've got a new premium uh coming soon on that tier and then on Bandcamp for everyone else uh check us out at the packs uh thing in uh, in about a month's time um that is that's all there is to say We'll go in on some indies and we'll go in on Factorio. So, uh, yeah, if you, want to, uh, if you want to join us on those things in time for next week, play along with us, uh, do that. Um, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals.
1: Alpha Delta Alpha Mike requesting landing 21-18-34. Bravo. Thank you. <laughs>